What's going on, my people? Welcome back to another episode of the Radical Latino Show. It's your host with the most, the Radical Latino, the Chipotle burrito hustler. <laughs> What's up, guys? I hope you guys enjoyed that interview that I uploaded a couple of days ago. Um, I want to give another special shout out to Discovery for Justice. It's popping my people. Um, Julio and Saeed. Another shout out to you guys. They were wonderful interviewer, interviewer ease. Um, uh, you know, and there's other interviews um, I got into work that you guys are definitely going to enjoy. Also, I want to give a special, special, special shout out again to Edgar. If it wasn't for him, those two interviews wouldn't even happen. You know what I'm saying? So another special shout out to you guys. You know, I hope you guys enjoy that interview. Interview It has a lot of special information in it that, you know, can help out our people. You know what I'm saying? And um, I'll link to everything that I linked in that interview on this episode. So just in case you guys, you know, want to, uh, you know, contribute to the to to their organization discovery for justice so um yeah interesting 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 week interesting week um yo y'all saw yes y'all saw Nas's um album release party that joint was crazy that joint was crazy um I was hearing some snippets I heard the whole song. He was doing it on IG Live. It was really good. It was really good. Nas always had it. Nas always had it. He um, he's a, a very good lyricist. He he's basically everything of a rapper. You know, he's a legend. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think this album's called Nazir. Um, and the album he he put the album cover. He put it out, and today it came out saying that um, it was an album cover from this artist or whatever that's supposed to be depicting um, the youth in, you know, economically deprived communities. You know what I'm saying? Um, they're all lined up with toy guns or whatever. You know, it looks like they're like being lined up because you know a cop is telling them to line them up or whatever the case is. But that's the album cover. So if the album is the album cover, if it's that's anything to do with the whole, if that's just a sneak peek of the whole album, just imagine, you know, Nas never let us down. This, you know, this like maybe one or two albums I'm not feeling, but most of his joints are all fire. Most of, actually all his joints are fire. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, I'm definitely gonna go cop Nas's album when it drops. You know, that was kind of a, it was kind of rumored, but it kind of just came out, I don't know what yesterday, which was kind of quick, kind of crazy. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, uh, also, what was it? IG was in the news a couple of days ago. Um, talking about, 
they wasn't gonna let people know when people take screenshots on their IG stories. Um, for for some of you stalkers out there, that might be good news. <laughs> for some of you people getting stalked, I don't know. But apparently, you know, Instagram was letting people know when people took their when people took uh, screenshots of their joints. But, you know, it is what it is, you know. Jesus, my bad. I'm a little tired, you know, recording. But um, yeah. So you guys saw the title of this uh, of this episode, you know. Basically, we're going to be talking about the hood, you know, and I'm not going to be talking about violence in the hood. I'm not going to be talking about um, poverty in the hood or the individuals that supposed to be, you know, well, you know, they if if you are in that situation, you got to put your pull yourself up to bootstraps and all this other bullshit. I'm not going to be talking about that. What I'm going to be talking about is why the hood is the hood and why is it the way it is you know i kind of covered it a little bit on the myth of black and black crime on that episode but i'm gonna go in more depth you know a lot more depth and i'm gonna go deep today you know what i'm saying so before i even go into that did you did you see this um this arizona Lawmaker David Str- uh, Stranger, I think. Stringer, Stranger. He he was talking some white supremacist shit, yo. He was talking some wild white supremacist shit, like um, talking about there's a lot. There's all we need is white people, and it, there's a lot of code words in that. I'm gonna let you actually listen to that. Hold on, give me a minute. Give me one minute. 60% of public school children in the state of Arizona today are minorities. That complicates racial integration because there aren't enough white kids to go around. But when you look at that 60% number for our public school students, just carry that forward 10 years, 15 years. It's going to change the demographic voting base of this state. And that's what's going on around the country. Immigration is politically destabilizing. President Trump has talked about this. I'm very concerned about this. This immigration today represents an existential threat to the United States. If we don't do something about immigration very, very soon, the demographics of our country will be irrevocably changed and we will be a very different country. It will not be the country you were born into. I hope you caught that. I hope you caught all the co-words. You know, that's David Stringer. From Arizona he's basically saying there's not enough white kids there's not enough white kids in our school they don't give a fuck about school because if they really did they would have gave a lot of money to the school system they don't give a fuck about school but he was harping on immigration I'm gonna let y'all listen to it again but let me just break this down he was harping immigration 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 let me let me let y'all know, immigration, that's a cold word. You heard? That's a cold word for Latinos. Immigration is a cold word for Latinos. And that whole school thing, there's not enough white kids. 
that's a cold war for blacks. They want to go back all the way to how they they used to have Jim Crow laws, how they used to have black codes, sundown towns. I'm gonna I'm gonna break all of that down, but they want to go back. If you guys look historically, you think Latinos were affected during the sundown towns and black codes? Yeah, bugging. Because we definitely were. We are non-white. Latinos are non-white. Even the whitest Latino, they look at your last name, you become a nigga very quickly. So don't get that shit twisted. You know what I'm saying? But look at all the cold words he's saying. He's saying there's not enough white kids. That's what they care about. Not enough white kids. That's what they care about. The the main thing that he's harping on is that there's not enough white kids and immigration and immigration is a problem. Immigration, Trump, Trump. They don't give a fuck about the white people that come in here. They don't give a fuck about that. There was another news article years ago of shipments of Asian people coming through and ship containers. They don't give a fuck about that. They, hey, they're here. You know what I'm saying? They don't give a fuck. They care about us because when you hear the word immigration, you don't think Eastern European. You don't think Russian. You don't think Australian. You don't think Canadian. You don't think about these immigrants when people say the word immigrant. What you think about? You think about the Mexican, right? And Mexicans supposed to be basically the representative of all Latinos. How many how many times did I bring up and show you news clips of Border Patrol agents just harassing people because they're speaking Spanish? I'm telling you guys, we're all getting treated the same. We're all treated the same. Latinos, listen to me. We're no different than black people. I'm trying to drill that into your heads. We're no different than black people. Forget all the um, systemic racism from Latin America. That does not transfer here. Once we get rid of this here, that's when we start getting rid of everything globally. But what I'm telling you, in Latin America, there's a lot of racism. And we transfer it here thinking that it's going to be equal when it's not. You feel me? It's not. So let's get away from that. I'm telling you, Latinos, we're treated the same. We're not safe. As long as we want to say, oh, we're white, we're white, we're white. That's not going to do nothing to us. They're going to treat us the same way. And this is what basically they're doing. They don't give a fuck about that anymore. They was like, yo, we want a white ethno state. That's what we want. We want a white to whiten everything up. You know what I'm saying? That's what they want. You, you guys, I'm going to let y'all listen to it one more time. I'm telling you, we're not safe. Y'all got to get away with that shit, you know? 60% of public school children in the state of Arizona today are minorities. You hear that? They're minorities. 60% are minorities. That's a code word. That's another code word. He's meaning blacks. That's what he's talking about. He's talking about blacks. And he's going to connect blacks and Latinos together. Watch this. That complicates racial immigration because there aren't enough white kids to go around. But when you look at that 60% number for our public school students, just carry that forward 10 years, 15 years. It's going to change the demographic voting base of this state. And that's what's going on around the country. Immigration is politically destabilizing. You guys heard that? You guys heard that? 
You guys heard that. That's insane. That's insane. Talking about racial integration. There's no such thing as racial integration. They don't give a fuck about racial integration. They want to keep everything white. See how contradictory he is? Talking about racial integration and progress and all this other bullshit. But yet, he cares about white kids, white kids, white kids, white kids, and immigration. You know, that's comp- that doesn't make any sense. You know what I'm saying? Because they know the white numbers are dwindling. Articles and articles and articles are coming like damn near every day that the white population is dying off. More white people are dying off than they're being born. Why? Because there's a meth epidemic in the white community. There's an opioid epidemic in the white community. A couple of years ago, there was an article that came out in Pennsylvania that there's a disease, an airborne disease that's only attacking middle-class families. That's how they worded it, middle-class families. In reality, they were white. Skipped over all the non-white people and started attacking white people. You know what I'm saying? And mind you, when he's talking about white, he's just talking about whites. You know what I'm saying? This, you know, this white supremacist right here is talking about whites. You know what I mean? But he's a damn near white supremacist. That's what he's really talking about. He's talking about white supremacy. You know what I mean? But that's what, they don't give a fuck about racial integration and the 60%. That's what he cared about, 60%, 10 and 15 years from now. Because once you know that your numbers are dwindling, you could mathematically calculate and have a determination when the race, that particular race of zero percentage of growth, when that percent will die off. That's what they care about. That's the main gist of white supremacy. Like Francis Cress Wilson said, white genetic survival. And they treat this white supremacy like a religion. Everything else is secondary. White supremacy is first. I'm gay second. White supremacy is first. I'm woman second. White supremacy is first. And I do whatever second. You know what I'm saying? White supremacy always comes first. No matter what. And this is something we have to go get through our head. White supremacy comes first. But here, here, here's, a, here's a, the, the, the end of it. President Trump has talked about this. I'm very concerned about this. This immigration today represents an existential threat to the United States. If we don't do something about immigration very, very soon, the demographics of our country will be irrevocably changed. And we will be a very different country. It will not be the country you were born into. You hear that? Not the country you were born into. President Trump talked about this. and all. These are cold words, people. These are cold words. These are cold words. At first, it was attacking, you know, women and all them other. I'm telling you, these white supremacists are trying to attack everybody. You know what I'm saying? We got to stay on cold. These are cold words. And that's what he's speaking on, these cold words. And you think he's the only white supremacist candidate that is going is it's out here. Last a couple of episodes ago, there's another lawmaker talking about the Blue Lives Matter. You know, y'all heard it. You know what I'm saying? Y'all heard it. This is not the first lawmaker that thinks like this. Not at all. There's there's actually there's actually a news clip 
of these law uh, lawmakers coming out of the woodworks talking about the same shit Trump is talking about, but even worse. They're not even codifying anything anymore. They're just like, yo, I'm a white supremacist, deal with it. You feel me? What? Check this out. Arthur Jones is running for Congress in Chicago's 3rd District. Do you think you have a shot at winning? Listen, I wouldn't be in this if I didn't think I could win. He's also one of at least eight white nationalists running for state or federal office this year, according to the Southern Poverty Law Center. I consider myself a white racialist. Jones was a member of the American Nazi Party who denies the Holocaust ever happened. Six million Jews. Ridiculous. He's also campaigning to keep Chicago's neighborhoods 90% white. I think most white people want a white neighborhood. Do you think that black people are genetically inferior? The average IQ of a black person is about 20 points lower than the average IQ of a white person. I went to Harvard. All right. And you got a lot of white blood in you, too. Some white blood. I'm African American. Well, that's where your intelligence is coming from, I think. You think it comes from my white side? I think so. 20,000 people voted for Jones in the March primary. He ran uncontested, and now he'll be on the Republican ticket in November. Anti-hate groups say the number of white nationalists running for office this year is higher than ever before, including candidates like Patrick Little. This monstrous nature of the Jewish people must be known to the public. You think Jews are monsters? As a group, they are definitely behaving as a monster, 100%. Little is running against Senator Dianne Feinstein in California and blames Jews for America's problems. A foreign power that has committed terrorist attacks against this country. He claims President Trump is speaking to people like him. The dog whistled about globalists. I didn't understand he was talking about Jews until after the election. But the state and national Republican Party say they want nothing to do with him or Jones. It should be a wake-up call. If these types of candidates are going to come out from under the rock, they need to be repudiated at the ballot box. We're a nation of communists. But their supporters say they're not going anywhere. It's not because we're racist, it's because we feel marginalized and we're the ones who are being oppressed. Now they're gearing up for a battle. Put America first. On the ballot, Morgan Radford, NBC News. Do you guys hear? Do you guys hear that? This is not the only candidate. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, all right? Hundreds, and there's a lot of cold words. I hope you guys caught that. Talking about white nationalists. I'm not a white nationalist, I'm a white real, a race realist. That's old cold words. They're white supremacists, that's what it is. I hope y'all guys caught that whole, um, uh, Trump is talking about dog whistles and stuff. Um, dog whistling and all that. Just just hear that part. Just hear that one part. It's, it's, it's really interesting. He claims President Trump is speaking to people like him. The dog whistled about globalists. I didn't understand he was talking about Jews until after the election. Dog whistle. You hear that? Dog whistle. And Trump been saying a lot of dog whistles lately that only white supremacists are catching and nobody else is. Only people in the conscious community. Only people are actually paying attention and breaking this whole thing down are the ones catching it. But like I said, this isn't something new. You know, these candidates feel like they have a battery in their back now. These candidates are, are like, yo, I'm done talking in code. I'm going to be upfront about mines. You know what? Trump did it. I could do it too. Fuck Jews, fuck blacks, fuck immigrants, fuck... Um, you know, Latinos and all them other people. I'm telling you, 
They're trying to go all the way back to a white ethno state. All the way back to a white ethno state. You know what I'm saying? So, and these are law makers. Law makers. People who sit down and make up laws all day. You just heard that. I want a white only. White only, white only, white only. Which brings back, which actually connects to this episode. Why is there a hood? Why is there a hood? So if you ask any other person, hey, why is there a hood? You'll hear black and black crime, which is bullshit. You'll hear, well, it's up to them to actually fix up their own neighborhood, which doesn't make any sense because when a neighborhood gets gentrified, that's when stuff gets cleaned up. You know what I'm saying? You'll hear, well, you know, it's up to the community to band together and get their resources. But how can they band together and get resources when there's no resources to band with? You know what I'm saying? So you hear all this other thing about why the hood is the way the hood is without tackling the real issue which is white supremacy. That's what the real issue is. White supremacy. Nothing more, nothing less. You guys just heard the clip. I want a white you know, neighborhood. I want to keep it white and all this other stuff. So what do you think all these other people are going to go to? They're going to go to the place where they call the hood. And once they go there, guess what's going to happen? These lawmakers are going to start taking resources out of that place. They're going to start implementing laws like stop and frisk. Like the blindfold law. Blindfold. Little tongue tied. The blindfold law. Start implementing these little racialized laws that's only going to attack us. But then say, no, I'm not racist. These laws attack everybody. But the majority of them are black and Latinos. You know what I'm saying? And then they sit back and everything like, hey, I'm not racist, whatever. You know, I'm just trying to clean up the neighborhood. For some reason, cleaning up means locking everybody up. You know, but we cannot understand why the hood is the way it is if we don't go back. A lot of people might not know. There was actually a very prominent, prominent, prominent black um, community. It was like the Chinatown in the black community. It was like a black Chinatown. You know what I'm saying? But it's called Black Wall Street. It was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And it was very prosperous. They had their own bank, their own limo service, buses, car service they had their own supermarket they basically had everything and this was in Tulsa Oklahoma back 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 I forgot the year but back 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 in the day and they were like okay we ain't gonna do we we're getting marginalized or whatever all right we're gonna keep take our resources together and make our own thing and guess what they did they were very prosperous black people but guess what ended up happening? 
the white supremacists said, you know what? We don't like you guys making more than us. We don't like this. So you know what ended up happening? The local sheriff got into a plane and started throwing dynamite out the window. You heard me right. Throwing dynamite out the window. Blew that whole community up. That whole community in smithereens. You know? It probably took them, I'll say 10, 10 years to build that whole community up. In 10 seconds, that whole community was done. Gone. And that was for, you know, for no reason. No, it's because of white supremacy. You got to understand we can't have something positive because something positive and prosperous for us is a threat to white supremacy. We got to keep you marginalized. You got to keep our foot in your neck. Y'all can't succeed. You know why? Because if you guys make more than us, then you guys will become free. And that's not what we want you at. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, they blew it, up, blew it up. And guess what? There's no Tulsa, Oklahoma anymore. There's no Black Wall Street. Point to me at anywhere there's a Black community like a Jewish community. Point to me anywhere where there's a Black Chinatown now. There's, there's nothing like that. I live in New York. I damn know there's no place like that. You can't say Harlem. I, I dare y'all say Harlem. Y'all can't say Harlem. Harlem is all white now. Harlem is all white. That place got gentrified. Harlem is all white. All of it. All of it, all of it, all of it. And guess who helped with that? Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton helped with that. A lot of people don't know. Once Bill Clinton moved his office in Harlem, all of them stores started to get shut down for some reason. I'm just saying... Y'all don't know. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's just a little brief history on, you know, a neighborhood that we want. You know what I'm saying? But historically speaking, hoods are created to keep us down. You know what I'm saying? You, you mess up our... Uh, economy take the resources out of a place the people are going to start killing each other obviously you're going to rob each other from the people that you're around you know what I'm saying I can't and back in the day remember we can't move out if we move out to the suburbs we can't because there's going to be something called sundown towns throughout America there was this thing called sundown towns basically we cannot catch you out here before the sun goes down. If so, we'll hang you. And there, there were signs like this all over. And there was those popular misconceptions thinking that the North is like liberal and the South isn't that racist, which is bullshit. Because a lot of these sundown towns were in the North. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these sundown towns were in the North. And what what they will do, like, you know, the sun goes down, they'll go out and rally and see, you know, who's out there after dark. That's why 
I grew, mind you, I grew up um, playing outside. You know what I'm saying? And I remember my mom was telling me, "Come, come home before the light turns on." There's a reason for that. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of our people know, "Come home before the light turns on outside." There's, there's a reason for that, and the reason is because of these sundown town laws. You know what I'm saying? And so that that kept us away from these suburbs. That kept us away from us. So, all right, there's no laws like that. Let me just go back to my own community. That's destitute and messed up. You know what I mean? And that's not done by coincidence. That's done deliberately by these lawmakers. These lawmakers are talking out in the open. Imagine back in the day how they were talking in closed doors. You feel me? And that's basically what the why the hood is the, the way it is. You know what I'm saying? They have these little laws and rules set up, and then wonder why. Why are you guys the way you guys are? Because it doesn't happen in the white community. Back in the 1920s, I think I said this before. Back in the 1920s, um, white people, you know, were destitute. And they were living in the hood and all this other stuff. But guess what ended up happening? The government came came in and helped them out. The government came in and helped them out. Gave them jobs, money, food, and everything. Got them out of that hole. And the other things that the government helped them out with. VA loans. Redlining. The, go- the government helped out white people like you guys wouldn't believe. And I'll make episodes about that. But the government did help out white people. Got them out of that hole. To the point where even white people, back in the day, started to get land. They were pretending were Indians. That's where the term $5 Indian came from. And they would pretend to be Indians so they could get land. And that's how they started getting things. You know what I'm saying? That's how they started getting things. And when they look at us in our neighborhoods, they call it the black neighborhood, which is not a black neighborhood, which is not the hood. It's an economically depressed neighborhood, which they made. This is all, this is not done out of coincidence. This is all done deliberately. You know what I'm saying? So there's a reason for everything. And we have to be very, very, very aware of what that reason is. You know what I'm saying? And basically, that that was that was it. Very short show. I didn't really go that well. I you know I I, I went deep. You know it's some something like that. I needed to just get out because it's something that I was uh talking about and asked about. You know what I'm saying? Um, again, if you guys enjoy the show. Give it a thumbs up, subscribe, rate it on the podcast app or whatever the case is. Um, give me comments. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram. Um, they're both on the, under the same name. At Radical underscore Latino underscore. Both um, Twitter and Instagram. Hit me up on there. Tell me what y'all think. You know what I'm saying? Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the show and have a good, good one. Peace.